creativelyanddeliberately.com, a podcast where we will discuss how to creatively and deliberately make choices that give life meaning. This is Danette Hansen, your host. Thanks for joining me. This is podcast 17. The other day, I had to reformat my one-on-one planning journal. Let me announce that my one-on-one planning journal is a 90-day journal that has prompts to help guide you in setting goals. You can find it on Amazon under its name, one-on-one planning journal, or my author name, Danette J. Hansen. The reason I was having to make changes was because Create Space had been bought out by KDP and they had different guidelines. When it comes to computer language, it is like talking Chinese to me. And then formatting adds measurements and confusing terms like bleeds, which my mind tends to naturally reject. No lie. Bottom line, I tried to fix my file, but I could not figure it out. I didn't want to have to ask my husband because it's frustrating to him how I can't work on it without getting overwhelmed. After many failed attempts, I finally gave in and asked my husband to look at it with me. Boom, he comes along and fixes it in no time. It made it look like I didn't even try anything before, but I did multiple times. This was a big reminder that there are some things in life that are beyond our ability to do on our own. I probably would still be working on that file if I didn't ask for help. It makes me think of the story I was told about a man who was deep in a hole and he wanted to escape. He did have a shovel. So is this shovel going to help him get out of the hole he's in? Think about it. You're stuck in a hole, but you have a shovel. Is digging deeper really going to get you out? Just because there's a shovel there doesn't mean that using it in the manner we're used to is going to solve the problem. Since we all want to be efficient, digging seems like the answer. How many times do we find ourselves under a sticky or deep situation and our efforts only make it worse? Or maybe having to make a big important decision buries us and all our doubt and indecision just digs us further away from a resolution. Worry tends to feel like a solution, especially for the worry warts like me. But it ends up being like this shovel in my story where it only digs us deeper away from exercising the trust that it will all work out. The principle of letting go then gets covered and forgotten. Another state we let ourselves live in is fear. Fretting only digs us deeper. The more we fear and fret, the deeper we dig downward, almost frantically. You can see the picture in your mind. You're in a hole, you're wanting out, and you frantically shovel more dirt out of the way, leaving you standing even further from the top. The best way to rise out of our pits and holes is to rely on faith. Faith in God, faith in yourself, faith in others, faith that it will all work out for your good. Having faith elevates you to the point that you look up instead of down. When you're in a hole that you want to get out of, you need to go upward, not downward. Having faith doesn't mean that there won't be a struggle, that there will be no trials, that there will be nothing to overcome. You still have to rely and believe in things you cannot see. That's faith's definition. If you have hope that your situation will change for the best, 
and that you'll find the right solution, the right answers at the right time, faith will be as malleable as a ladder. It can provide the same relief asking my husband for help did. One of the most important things that I've learned over the two years of being coached is not only is our mind important and what we fill it with, but so is paying attention to our heart and soul. The scriptures say to do things with your whole heart, mind, and strength. We can't cut these important elements out of the picture of personal development and self-improvement. Our spirituality and intuition come into play in helping us rise above the trials and obstacles in this life, as well as practicing faith. Researcher Breen Brown said it this way in her book, The Gifts of Imperfection. Quote, faith is a place of mystery where we can find the courage to believe in what we cannot see and the strength to let go of the fear of uncertainty, unquote. Her research on living wholeheartedly proved that faith and reason aren't enemies, even though they can clash occasionally. It's really our fear of the unknown and our fear of being wrong that causes our biggest conflict. We all want to be right, to have all the answers, as well as have closure and clarity to bring us certainty before letting go of things or before embarking on something new. Learning to use our intuition and faith is what's going to help us overcome that deep pit that fear introduces. How is fear disguised? With these combined words. But I've failed before. Look what happened last time. I can't do it good enough. What if being afraid will bring with it judgment and criticism that then acts like a shovel in a hole that you want to get out of? Our best is better than we think it is. And it is enough. That is hard to say as a perfectionist, but it's true. Yet we tend to think that in order to dispel fear, we must overcome it. Saying some positive statement alone will not get us over our fears. Yes, our mental awareness is necessary in helping us defeat our fears and changing our thoughts. But the way we actually overcome our fear is by doing that which we fear. When we do the things we fear, we gain knowledge and experience that then will become our proof that we can do hard and scary things. We need to participate in life by exercising and practicing faith regardless of the outcome. Because in the end, participating and showing up makes us a winner. If you ask me, combining trust and letting go automatically equates to faith. I love how you can run into a quote at the right time. Sheila Walsh had a meme on Facebook that summarized what I had been learning for myself, that when you trust that God has your best interests in mind, you then apply the skill of letting go, and then you are practicing faith. She said, quote, be still and know that I am God. The original Hebrew root of be still doesn't mean be quiet. It means let go. That's very different, don't you think? Let go and know that I am God. Let go of trying to control your spouse. Let go of your worry and about your finances. Let go of your unforgiveness. Let go of your past. Let go of what you can't control. And rest in the knowledge that God is the one in control. Unquote. The perfect example of these effects of faith over fear is shown beautifully in the account given in the Bible when Peter walks on the water. I mean, who doesn't like that story? We know by what is said that the contrary wind 
tossed the waves in the midst of the sea as the disciples made their way across the waters, while Jesus said goodbye to the multitude who had gathered. In the middle of the storm, hours later, the disciples saw someone walking on the water and they cried out in fear that it was a spirit. Here, their mental reasoning takes over and their fear of the unknown. But Jesus spoke and said, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. What does fear introduce? The fight or flight stress response. Jesus is saying, don't worry, it's me, I'm in control. Because of Peter's trust and faith in the Lord, he said, bid me to come unto thee on the water. This says a lot about Peter. It says a lot about his faith in the Lord. It says a lot about the mindset required for such a feat. Peter had to let go of what he knew to do something beyond his human comprehension. And I think this example says a lot about the power we can tap into if we turn to Jesus. It's way beyond what man can do on their own. It wasn't until Jesus okayed this action that Peter left the ship and walked on water. His faith rose him above the confines of logic. But then a boisterous wind threatened him. His fear sunk him deep in the sea, and he cried out, Save me! Jesus immediately caught him and said, Ye of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Now when they were both in the ship, the wind ceased. We can see how fear immediately sinks us. Fear and faith cannot coexist. Either believe and have faith in the unseen, or you sink with doubt and worry in the midst of fear. With the Lord, all things are possible. I mean, Peter walked on water. Melody Beatty, an inspiring author, said, Each time we talk to God, we are transformed. Each time we connect with our higher power, we are heard, touched, and changed for the best. But we can't doubt the Lord's power and influence as we strive to better ourselves. It's a good reminder to include God in all that you do. So how do we strengthen our faith and rely more on our intuition and hope instead of sinking into immobilizing fear? The story of Peter can give us some clues. First, we need to be willing to take a chance. I loved how Peter saw what Jesus was doing and he wanted to do it too. The evidence of what is possible inspired him. So let others inspire you to stretch you, to expand you, and help you reach beyond your comfort zone. Sure, makes me wonder why Peter was the only one that walked on the water. Was he the only one brave enough? Was his faith stronger? Or did the other ones let their fear stop them from this experience? Second, Peter had to come from a place of confidence. I'm prepared to do this, trumped any inexperience in his mind. His first step seemed to say, I've got this. We must also come from this confident type of thinking. Like I said earlier, the best way past fear is to do that which you're afraid of. And then take the new evidence you gain to support you in believing you are capable and you have strength to grow and to develop. Third, from the beginning of stepping out on the water to the crying out for help, Peter relied on more than his own ability. There is nothing wrong with asking for help. Like the STEPS model teaches, support of others brings success. Anytime you find yourself wanting to pick up the shovel of fear, remember it's faith that keeps you above ground and above water. 
Evaluate if you're guilty of Jesus's phrase, O ye of little faith. I've started to ask if my thoughts and actions are lacking faith. When I know that I am lacking, I say to myself, let it go. That is my challenge to you. Learn to let go of the thoughts and beliefs that leave you alone and sinking away from the things that will bring your well-being and growth. And don't forget the divine power which God bestows that no man can give. In the scriptures, it says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. This divine peace we're blessed with dissolves fear. This peace defies mental comprehension. Seek this peace that comes from choosing faith and it will be given unto you. Thanks for joining me, creativelyanddeliberately.com. Deliberately.com.